Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening today on Revealing Wholeness. Sponsored by Infinity Whole Health. Check out our website at infinitywholehealth.com where we are revealing the eternal in each individual, the infinite in the individual. The creativity is made manifest. Limitation is let go. Now, here's your host, Dr. Troy Munson. Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Troy Munson, and this session of We Get Questions, boys, is a hot topic. It's about vaccines and viruses, and so people are very, very concerned. Last count, I'm not even sure how they poll 7.5 or 7.8 billion people, but they say more than 1 billion people said they would not take the vaccine. And of those, it tends to be the industrial nations like ourselves. So I find it interesting when people want to run out and get the vaccine, even in our country, and there's a fair number of them that will do it. I would say it's probably even as high as 20 to 25, maybe even 30% of the people will vaccinate. And they are very afraid and they're trying to figure out what they're doing. Most Most of the people I talk to though are like adamantly against it. So it'd be interesting to see really how many people would not take the vaccine. And again, we use the term vaccine very loosely because it really is just an experimental shot. And at this point, we don't even want to remotely call it that. But one of these times I will need to do a show specifically on vaccines and lay out all of the data of, oh, let's just take, for instance, smallpox. And everybody says, well, what about smallpox? Because, you know, the vaccine eradicated smallpox. And I'll say, really? Well, let's go back into the studies and look at it. And so here we have smallpox that it's starting to go away and all of a sudden Jenner introduces the inoculation and he starts inoculating people. Well, now instead of, you know, two or three hundred in a population of 20,000 dying, two to four thousand people are dying because of the vaccine, supposedly. Not supposedly, but are dying because of the vaccine. I say supposedly because a supposed vaccine is different than an actual vaccine. If a vaccine worked, then we could use the term as a vaccine and say, yeah, that's great. But even within smallpox, it, it got to the point where if you came into town touting the, the smallpox vaccine, they would run you out at gunpoint because they did not want that filth in their town killing most of their friends. So before you start running around saying the smallpox vaccine worked just fine, then you had better check your history much more closely than maybe what they taught you in some history book. I'm talking about real 
medical history. And so the facts are out there. Even to look at things like polio, people say, well, polio, it'd still be here. Well, that's not true either because the vast majority of polo, polio cases were already on their way out. And in fact, the five years before the vaccine came in, there was a lot less, like 90% of the polio cases. And then the vaccine came out and then it was heralded as this great savior of the world. And yet, I believe more people have gotten polio because of the vaccine than have actually gotten it from other means. And then we look at, we look at uh, vaccinated populations. And here we'll have whooping cough go through a school. And what's the vaccination rate of that school? 100%. All the people that got whooping cough were vaccinated because there is no long-term immunity with a vaccine because you're bypassing the body's natural lines of defense. When we get mauled, let's say, by a lion or a tiger out in the wild, or a bear, or a bobcat, or who knows what, an owl, an eagle, I don't know, anything, and we open up a massive gaping wound and some bacteria gets in our bloodstream. That is such a rare and unusual event that our body does not produce any long-term memory on that because it is so unusual how it happened. It's more of an emergency response and it acts accordingly in an emergency fashion, gets rid of the infection as quickly as possible, and then goes about its happy day way. It's not going to produce long-term memory. That's why vaccines don't work. If we were going to produce something that actually worked, it would be a nasal spray or something we'd all step into a gas chamber and it would be filled with particulate and we would just breathe normally and then we'd walk out of the chamber and we would be inoculated because now it would have hit our mucous membranes if it was really an attenuated bacteria or fungus or what have you. And our mucous membranes would grab onto that particulate, hand it off to a, a memory cell or an immune cell and that would look at that, that bacteria or fungus that was weakened and it would produce antibodies to destroy it. And once it had a good antibody, it would then incorporate that into our genome and say, hey, if we ever see this type of critter, we have the machinery to kill it on contact. And so I'm sure that all of you out there sitting, listening to my voice or driving in your car, running, listening to this podcast, have at some point in time, come in contact with some type of bacteria, fungus, virus, who knows what, and your body fought it off immediately and you were never the wiser of it because that's its design. If we get the immune system to get stimulated in the right way. So if you get a shot, it's not doing its job. Thus, you must have a booster. And so some people, it may only be good for a day or two, maybe a couple of months, some people maybe a year. Some people two years. On the rare occasion, maybe your shot is good for 10 years. Will you know? No, you won't. And so how often should you get a booster then? So now you're getting boosters for hundreds of things every couple of years. If it was just the stuff in the vaccine, it wouldn't be a big deal. But all the chemicals and things that they put in the vaccine or the shot, I hate to even call it a vaccine because only something considered a vaccine actually works. There are no vaccines in my opinion. They're just shots. And so they'll produce a synthetic type of immunity for a few months to a few years at best in most people, and then they'll do nothing. And now you're stuck getting a booster shot, not a booster vaccine, just a booster shot. And so you'll be doing this the rest of your life, unless you just simply live your life like you're supposed to eating good food and being healthy and breathing air 
and coming in contact with people, not washing things so well, not having such a sterile environment that your immune system isn't strong enough and doesn't realize that it needs to be strong. As it does this stuff, it's this is natural and normal to us. And so to resist this kind of thing is really quite crazy. Now, we could talk about all the, the issues with the current shot that has not gone through development correctly and has just been released on the American people to see if they'll take it. We could go through all the statistics now, but I encourage you all to go and look for your own statistics on this shot. How many people have died? How many people have had adverse reactions? How many people have had serious adverse reactions? And then make sure you read the, the articles that are also saying how much is actually reported. So as I've seen it, roughly 3,000 3, people have died because of the shot. But that's only being what's reported. How much is underreported? They say it's under 10% reporting. So now I have to inflate all these numbers with a zero. So if 3,000 people have died because of this, this shot for COVID, I'm going to estimate that it's probably more about 30,000. And I think you're getting probably pretty close. So adverse reactions are in the hundreds of thousands. So now we're talking about more than a million people and some of those life-threatening and some of them long-term dysfunction and disfigurements. But overall, you know, because now all of a sudden we don't have any flu deaths this year because they were all sucked into the COVID numbers, which is probably a farce. And so we've got all these inflated ideas of how many people died of COVID, which we think is not very many actually, and it's probably under 0.1%, we're now looking at more people dying of the of this shot than we are of COVID. And these are not simply sick people that died of COVID, like normally we would see these people die every year because of infections. These are now healthy people getting, getting the shot and now dying. And so it's a very different type of, of whole thing that's happening. And, and if even some of this recumbent DNA that we think is in here is going to have its way, and now the next time somebody has a cold or flu, they are going to be dying of it because the, the RNA is weakening their immune system. I'll tell you what, this next winter coming up, because right now it's May of 2021, I'm wondering how... October on is going to really look for the rest of the world. For all these people that are running to get this, this shot, this experimental um, you know, cesspool that they're injecting into people's arms. So when all these people start dying and now they start saying that, oh my gosh, there's a new virus out there and you all need the inoculation, please do not be fooled. Okay, I, I'm, I'm really serious with this one. You need to, to take this into consideration and then ask yourself, really, when has the last time we've ever seen a virus or a bacteria or a flu come through and wipe out millions and millions? Again, I've already done this talk on the Spanish flu of 1918. And in that respect, we watched people die by the droves and we talked about why because the medical profession at that time had aspirin come out about i don't know a couple decades before and they thought it was a wonder drug but what we now know that most drugs do and especially aspirin is suppress the nervous system and the immune system and so let's get you nice and sick and go ahead and suppress your immune system are you game
I would hope that you would say, absolutely not. That would be insanity. And yes, it was. And so we had a lot of people dying of the Spanish flu, which they should not have, but they were being given not 200 milligrams of aspirin. They were given thousands upon thousands upon thousands of milligrams of aspirin. And they were shutting down the nervous system and they were wrecking people. Now, here's a, here's a actual statistic. They, the medical profession left 864 people for dead. You can Google this. And they gave them to chiropractors. And so we got 864 people that were left for dead. They said there is no hope. Of those 864 people, we lost only four people. Why? Because adjusting the spine and balancing the nervous system ramps up immune function because neuroimmunology is an incredible field now that is well-researched and well-shown that the brain and nervous system control the immune response and the immune system and immune cells. And so when you get adjusted, when you don't feel well, you immediately ramp up your immune system and now you start feeling better instantly and you have your body running on all eight cylinders, not half a one. And so we stopped doing aspirin because we didn't prescribe aspirin as chiropractors back in the 18, you know, 1918. We simply adjusted them because we knew the body, the power that made the body healed the body. That's the way it's always worked. The body doesn't need any help. It just needs no interference. And we're constantly interfering with our body in terms of fear thoughts, in terms of the stress that we're under, pollution, uh, poor diet, not the right nutrients. We inhibit our body in so many ways. It's amazing that it functions as well as it does even today. And so you have all these sick people running around. And so some of them are dying of flus and weird viruses, but that's going to be normal. It's not something to be afraid of. What you should be doing is then focusing on how do I eat better? What's real food? What is real replacement parts for my body? What can I do that would really ramp up my immune function? Well, number one, not having stressful thoughts, not having fearful thoughts, having more loving thoughts, more caring thoughts, more joyous thoughts, um, eating food in its most natural state. You know, I'm not talking about raw meat, but I am talking about vegetables that are not cooked and frozen and all kinds of things, but that are picked from the ground to your plate in less than a day. That's what we did. Hey, we need to eat dinner tonight. Go pick some Brussels sprouts. Go pick some beans. Go get a potato or two. Let's cook them up. That's how we did it. So if you want to really amp up your nutrition, you'll want to figure out where's the nearest farm and get food from them regularly. Maybe growing your own, if it is possible, do it. Go for it. If you want suggestions and things that you could do, please email me. If you want some of the articles on herd immunity and why, you know, what goes on in the immune system itself and what cells are not stimulated when we inject something and bypass our nose and mouth and lungs and skin and we inject it right into our body, what happens? There's a fair amount of research out there that's pretty fascinating about the immune response opposed to getting things naturally, just breathing air. And it's important that we do that because that's how it's always been done. That's what our body is used to. This is a brand new day and age that we're living in, but it doesn't mean that we have to accept it as the status quo. So I hope that gave you some, some feel good. I hope it actually calmed your nerves. I hope it made you feel 
Like, you know what, maybe I can trust my body a little bit more. Maybe I need to rethink about vaccines. Maybe I need to do a little bit of research. And there's so much information out there on vaccines and when the vaccines came out and how they were heralded as the saviors that they weren't. So until, you know, we get something better, I'm not going to recommend an experimental shot for my clients. And I think most physicians would. It, you know, just case in point, I saw a Facebook post and it had a doctor that was holding a sign, I'm a doctor and I know a lot and I, I don't see any polio or pertussis. And so vaccines work. And I just, I laughed. I'm like, this individual has no idea what he's talking about. And he's a physician. He's simply not done any of his own research and just taken drug companies' propaganda as his own, as the truth, as, as to be totally right. You, when you start going into real research, you'll find it very, very interesting how they twist and turn everything so that it benefits their agenda. And if you don't buy it, then nothing I said in the last 10 minutes is going to change your mind. And so I'm not sure how you found your way here. But if it is meaningful to you and you're like, you know what, totally get it. I have great resources. Go ahead and email me. Go ahead and text me. I'd love to share them with you. And you're welcome to get that same research and read it for yourself and make your own decisions, which isn't a bad idea. So until next time, I'm Dr. Troy Munson on Revealing Wholeness. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach Dr. Munson at 360-893-8586 or email him at chiroman at dr.com. That's C-H-I-R-O-M-A-N at dr.com. Check out our current workshop schedule on Facebook at Infinity Whole Health. The information on Dr. Troy Munson's podcast is meant to educate the listener and is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease.